Welcome everyone to another exciting podcast. I'm Stephen Handysides and I'm with Philip DeBella from Coffee Commune in Australia. Welcome, uh, Philip, to the uh, podcast. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks for having me. So, Philip, part of this podcast is really interviewing experts from all over the world in different industries. And today we're really going to focus in on, on coffee and you've got a very impressive uh, background uh, when it comes to this. And, and I suppose what I'd like to start off with is if you can just tell the listeners a little bit about um, where you've come from and really what you've uh, begun to build. Yeah, look, in, in, in keeping it very short, um, I'm 47, got into coffee at 15, um, worked in my brother's pizza shop where there, there was a coffee machine, grew up as a son of migrants, and that's where I really got exposed to coffee. Um, obviously, Italian heritage, my parents were coffee freaks. But at 15, I, I got to play my first coffee machine. At 17, I went on to work in a cafe that roasted its own coffee, so I learned the art of roasting and, and obviously procuring green beans. Um, and at 26, I started my own coffee company from a startup to become Australia's largest um, and I exited that in 2017 uh, for a record amount, and we became the largest specialty roaster in the country. Um, you know, and and um, had a bit of time off. Well, I did some consulting, had time off from owning a business. In between, set something up in New York, which I've now sold, called Abbotsford Road Coffee. Uh, we got some operations in India called Coffee by Dabala, um, which are cafes and retail. Uh, but in um, 2020, I thought back to the um, drawing boards and I wanted to build something different, which is what we've got now, which is Australia's first and one of the world's first. Um, and it's called the Coffee Commune. And it's a place um, that where people come to collaborate within the coffee industry. And it doesn't matter whether they're a coffee enthusiast, a barista, a cafe owner, um, you know, or a, a supplier or a coffee roaster, the, whether they're established, a startup, um, they're part of our community. And uh, we run a full-blown program around obviously sourcing coffee, roasting facility, education programs, events, um, you know, um, political advocacy, all sorts of stuff for the community of the coffee. And our, and our premise is all about people coming together to collaborate within the industry. Um, and our brand promise is all about accelerating people's potential. So helping people really accelerate their potential, whether they're in infant stage, you know, or mature stage of the industry, uh, where they're looking to come into it or exit it, um, or grow within the cafe coffee industry. This is what we do. So the coffee commune, you know, covers that full, the full gamut of what we do. So uh, my background is um, marketing, HR, and retailing. So you okay. know, from a qualification point of view, fantastic. And I, I suppose there's not really much out there in terms of within the coffee space. Really, not that I've heard of is sort of one central platform location where. Uh, I suppose the idea is you have a combination of impersonal um, types of activities, events, networking opportunities, and then are you looking at it expanding those, um, replicating what you've got, you've done in, in Brisbane, and then you're expanding that out across the world? Yeah, the whole the whole concept um, in short was because I've been on both sides of the fence. So this wasn't just a futuristic idea without any sort of backbone to it, even though it was different, new. The vision was completely new, never been done, um, especially in a world, in an industry like ours, where everyone's so secretive about what they do. The coffee roasters stick to themselves, um, you know, and, and the cafe owners stick to themselves. And people don't want to share things. They want to get that, that one-upmanship. Uh, the whole premise came where is that when I started in 2002, my own company, I didn't have the buying power. I didn't have the contacts. I didn't have the cash flow. I didn't have the capital to have state-of-the-art equipment. 
and I certainly didn't have the support and education. Um, and nor did I have, um, you know, there weren't events going on that I could go to, uh, whether they were self-development events or whether they were networking events or, or you know, um, expand your portfolio events where you got to meet, mingle with prospective clients. Uh, so what the Commons done and the vision for that was to actually fill a void uh, of all the problems I experienced in 2002. Um, so from a you know theoretical point of view, that the concept was tested because I say I, t I always build something from the outside in, and I always look at how what problem we're going to solve and what's the relevance going to be. And the relevance here was well, take a 2002 26 year old Philip Debella who had no buying power, no access to capital, um, no state of the art facility, uh, no place to go to events, and that effectively I'm going to create that so that the person of today that wants to get into this industry can just fast track it. Uh, and we're a year old, we just turned a year, uh, and we've now got 38 roasters that work in and around the space. We've got 160 plus members that are active in what we do. We supply product out of here into over 800 venues under somebody else's brand. We don't have our own coffee brand. We produce for others or others come and produce themselves. Um, and in the answer to the second part, yes, we've already been approached, obviously, about expansion. What does it look like? I mean, these are obviously, these are, this is a $20 million facility. So these are, the barriers to entry are high. Not only do you have to have the capital, you need to have, um, you know, the, the ability to source, you have to have the intellect, the knowledge, the, 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 um, the respect in the industry, all the rest of it, which we've got. So the model that we would look at rolling this out, um, I don't want to own more than the one myself, uh, but definitely um, we'll explore the license model. Um, so obviously we've had interest already, but it has to be the right person. It has to be working partners uh, and of course have to have the capital um, and we would license the brand out. So the whole concept of expansion is to put these in, in countries, in cities where you've got emerging people in the industry, but they don't have access to the capital, they don't have access to the buying power, they don't have access to the, the education. And that's the problem we would solve, whether it's in New York, whether it's in LA, uh, whether it's in Asia, um, you know, South Korea, um, areas like that, where there are emerging coffee countries uh, that are really about to explode on the coffee scene. And Australia's led the way for many years um, and inspired many cities to follow. Um, but it's to take that intellect and that buying power and that facility and allow people to interact with it. And the way we would expand it is, like I said, through a license model uh, where we'd license the brand name, um, we'd license obviously all the intellect behind it, and we would just take a, a cut of the revenue in return for running that. Um, that's the expansion proposal on the table if we were to expand. But again, it has to be with the right people because they need the capital, they need to be working the business. Um, you know, it has to tick the right boxes because there's a lot of moving parts um, at the coffee commune. For sure, for sure. What's, I mean, in terms, I mean, I've seen that, you know, the impressive facilities, obviously, uh, I haven't been able to get over to Australia to, to see them in person, but as, as you say, I can imagine it's a serious investment, you know, $20 million. I mean, it, it is super, super impressive. Um, when it comes to uh, running type, uh, running different types of events, um, do you want to just go into a little bit more detail about some of the types of events um, that uh, you host for some of the different audiences, like yeah. the, roasters, the coffee shop owners? And and I suppose, yeah, how, how, how have you done that successfully and you know, based on demand, I mean, again, I presume you're just going to keep developing and developing more and more different types of workshops as, as more people yeah. request. Yeah, so with the events, what we've done is, again, we've worked from the outside in. We've said, I don't want to have events just for events' sake. Um, what is it that we need to do? What's the problem we're solving? What's the relevance? And, and one of the barometers I keep using that the, the listeners will find interesting, regardless of what industry, is if I close down tomorrow, where would people go? 
So I didn't want to be, I don't want to build events where you just go, right? If we didn't have an event, well, I'll just go to the local chamber of commerce or I'll go somewhere else. So every event we do has to really fill a need or a purpose. Um, so some of the examples of events is, um, you know, we'll do emerging, um, we've got an emerging leaders breakfast series. So an emerging leaders breakfast is once once a month, um, and that is all your emerging leaders. It's all um, your, you know from from your middle from your management down. Um, so it's those people that are emerging leaders, people that are aspiring to be um, leaders in the next twelve months, three years, five years. So we work on you know we present topics. We've been real life speakers that have created great great brands but solve problems. So the next one, for example, is how to exceed a customer's expectation. And I've got the local brand manager um, here in Queensland from Lamborghini. So the, what the list, what the audience is going to get from that event is how can I leave here today and exceed a customer's expectation? And the brand we're going to use to do that is Lamborghini. And the person is somebody who's taken Lamborghini from which was underperforming to now overperforming um, all around customer service. We've also got a women's um, women in business um, breakfast series. Now we find that uh, not because we're segregating males and females, but women have a different um, a different way that they interact, that they like to mingle. They have a different way that they like to network, especially women that are in business. They have different topics that they want to um, explore. So we've sat down with with a test case of females and said, what are what are what are the topics and the you know you want to hear from? And it's about balancing motherhood and career. Um, it's about how do I perform in a male dominated industry. Um, so, you know, we, we really tailor all events from the outside in. There's two examples. We also do our coffee events. So we have um, events for emerging roasters. So we give them access to coffees that they would never get anywhere around the world uh, because they wouldn't be able to afford it or they wouldn't be able to have the access to it. And we will showcase new coffees from around the world. And we have events for roasters, especially um, smaller roasters, not the big guys that will come along. Uh, we do events for suppliers. So we have mini expos where we'll have 20 uh, suppliers come and showcase and we'll put cafe owners in front of them. Um, we have education events uh, where somebody from BDO will come and talk about how to, how to read your P&L, um, you know, how to ensure that your balance sheet is healthy. Uh, you know, we'll have lawyers come in and do from so we've got Hill House lawyers that come in recently and did um, is my idea does my idea need to be patent do my words need to be copyrighted um, you know we'll do things like uh, what's the legal requirements when exiting a business uh, so we, we we have everything is from the outside in so everything around of events is outside in but what are they taking away well the the ultimate brand promise is when they st step out of that room. Have we helped them or has the speaker, has the event, has the topic helped them accelerate their potential in one way, shape or form? Yeah, that's great. No, I like that. It's really comprehensive in terms of what, what you do. Because I think you're right, though. I mean, there's so many people that are running events and you've got to look at your point of difference. You've got to look at your audience, you know, your membership um, and look at um, what they want, you know, as, as events and all of the ability to sort of connect, you know, network, um, I, I presume, for your members is, is key. So, um, with just with regard, just with regards to te technology, um, I suppose how have you adopted, especially the last year? Um, have you done like sort of webinars, virtual? I, I see you've got online learning. Do you want to talk a little bit about that in terms of the the digital online side? Yeah, look, it's, it's an area we keep exploring. There's, we've got a lot more to do in it. We're quite novice in that space. Obviously, first part is to get through that first year. We're now in the middle of getting all the feedback from members that um, what they love, what they don't love, what do we need to improve on? Um, and what we've adopted in the last 12 months, obviously, your Zooms and your Teams meeting, um, a lot of live streaming. Um, so we've had a lot of sold-out events 
Um, and in the beginning, it was sold out. Well, that was it. And then a lot of people say, well, can we have a live stream? So it gives us a bit of a, you know, a taste of what it's like. And and, and, and that's become a marketing opportunity. So um, live streaming has become very important. Um, some people say, you know, I wanted to get to this event, but I couldn't. So we've re we've um, we've recorded stuff that we never thought about recording before. Um, so, but we're, it's not a space we're doing enough, but it, there is a space obviously that we want to explore, such as your virtual marketplaces and, and all this sort of stuff. It, it really is the future. I mean, um, if you look at it, that's the one thing that's sped up and it is an area that we're novice in um, as you know we've spoken about uh, but it is an area we want to get um, you know so fast forward say three years I'd love to be having a full marketplace mini expose all the rest of it completely online um, and digital as, as, as we've discussed uh, where people can click on now in saying that um, and this is one thing that I make a point for people to understand is um, and this I was one of those we're not looking at doing that to replace what we do. We're doing it to add value to what we do because there is always going to be people that want that human touch and interaction, especially in hospitality. Um, that's something that's been lost in the last couple of years. And I can see it now. People love, they're, they're back out going to cafes. They're back out going to restaurants. Um, they love that human interaction. They're going to events. Events are full. Um, drinks and, and um, commerce, Chamber of Commerce's events are full uh, because people are enjoying that. But the digital is something that we've got to explore because it gives you obviously a bigger um, platform and reach. But two words that it does, and this is what we're going to do with it, is make us more functional and efficient. Um, so I really, you know, we're looking at how do we embrace that whole digital marketplace, digital um, technology and options for that to make us more functional and efficient. So that people that say, hey, I really want to get to that event, but um, I don't have the time. So rather than say no, they'll log on and do it digitally. or They'll come through virtually and have a look at it. And see what's happening yeah but again in short um it's, it's an area that we've got to explore a lot more of and we don't do enough in uh but it is on the cards but like anything you've just got to pick the right timing um because of what i find you know like i said we've just clicked one year we've now been able to gather some data we've made a few changes that we're starting to go down too much of a membership based um organization where we're not we've got to come back and remember that memberships um is about more about community for us so rather than the word members, it's about how many do we have in our community that um, we can communicate to and help accelerate the potential. Um, so we, we need now, we're gonna spend the next three to six months really rejigging what that membership offering looks like and cleaning a lot of it up um, so that we can push to the next level. Yeah, no, that's great. And no, I think it's a good summary. Look, I think with regards to virtual, it's it's always there to support what what you do as, as an in-person uh, for any activity. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we've got different clients in the cannabis industry, medical industry, and again, they run really important. It's, you can't replace that, um, that, that, that in-person networking. But I think, as, as you said, in summary, I think it's really good in terms of uh, affordability, uh, accessibility for really bringing together global people, even from countries, as you say, like third world countries that wouldn't be able to afford um you know, coming to an actual in-person event, but just giving people access from all over the world um, virtually as well as, you know, in person. So now, Phil, look, if, if anyone is interested in becoming, uh, as I say, like a supplier or a member, they're a real coffee enthusiast, how do they find out um, more information about what you do? Well, yeah, on our website, I mean, we spent a fortune on it to make it comprehensive and it's always getting tweaked and upgraded. So coffeecommune.com.au um, tells you all about what we do. It has snapshot events on there. Um, it's got all our, um, we've just released our book on there, our ebook for our one year celebrating our foundation members. So you can hear it directly from 
from them, what they love about the commune, how it's helped accelerate their potential. Uh, so we just released that book last week, um, you know, as, as a tribute to the founding members. Um, and what better way for people to tell the story, but that to actually have the members tell the story rather than us tell the story you know, um, of what we do, but definitely jump online and have a look at our website and then download that ebook and have a read through what our members have to say um, in what we do. But again, it's something, uh, to me, everything's about rejigging and retweaking and, and making sure that we're always, it's always from the outside in. It's always from that customer's point of view that we're filling the needs and solving the problems of, of, of potential clients and customers. Um, and, and it is about that premise of how, how have we helped you accelerate your potential? Um, you know, you've got to do the work, but we can definitely be a support and a resource to do that. And that's what the coffee, to me, the commune stands for community. Um, and it stands for uh, helping people to be better tomorrow than what they were today. That's great, Phil. Now, Phil, look, you're, a, you're an inspiration um, to many people, I'm sure, you know, especially within this industry. And um, yeah, once we publish this, you know, again, um, yeah, I'd love to support you in any way. So thank you so much for, for your time. Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to maybe doing another podcast in the future once you've got to that sort of next phase as well. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and um, we'd love to share it with our listeners and our membership groups and all the rest of it because they love they love hearing about you know different podcasts. And that's one of the things I ask more of Phil. You're getting interviewed a lot. And you do a lot of. Can you share your podcast links with us, and so we can hear more about it? But um, and anyone else that wants to know more, I've also got my flashcast by PDB on um, Apple Podcasts. Um, and they're just 10 minute segments of, of day to day, you know, they're business topics, personal topics, family topics, um, oh, you know, 10 minute snapshots. Fantastic. Oh, that's great. No, I appreciate it, Phil. Thank you. Thanks for having me.